What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. 98.5, this is Weekdays with Mike and joining me in the studio is regular guest midwife Andrea. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. Nice to be here. It's good to have you back. It's a bit cooler in here, isn't it? It is. Bit, it's a bit, bit sticky. Yeah, change on the way tomorrow, which is good news. Okay. Now, we're going to be chatting about the power of words towards expecting and new parents. But as I'm, as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking this could apply to basically all of us, can't it, when we think about the power of words? Oh, absolutely. It's a very broad topic that could apply to lots of people, well, everyone really. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, specifically today, we will be looking at some of the language that's used commonly um, towards expecting parents and new parents. And yeah, I just, I guess I want to raise some awareness around some of it and, and get people thinking a little bit about it. Is this something that you would you would take um, uh, expecting parents through? Like this is almost part of the the, the the education of becoming a parent. How do you actually even communicate with um, even as soon as they're born? The, lang- yeah. the language and the words we're using. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's certainly education that happens uh, in some areas, um, for sure, to set parents up for. Um, you know, to know what to look out for, I guess, yeah. and to be a little bit on guard um, and aware of the language that might be used. Are, are new parents surprised when you start talking about this? Uh, I think, yeah, I think certainly there's, you know, there's things that they probably just haven't thought of before yeah. or been aware of, and particularly around the language around birth. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realise, which I'll kind of go into today. But um, yeah, certainly a lot of the terms people wouldn't have come across before. So what sort of things would you would you talk about? Yeah, so I guess um, when we're talking to new parents about, uh, you know, birth and um, giving that education as midwives, um, often we do cover some of the language because there's medical terms that are not really very helpful. And if parents happen to kind of hear health professionals using these terms, um, I think that you know, it could have an impact and they may not be aware. So some of the terms that I'm talking about are things like in labour, failure to progress, um, elective caesarean. Now, at first you think elective caesarean, what's, you know, significant mm. about that? But for, for sometimes an elective caesarean might be for a reason that mum didn't actually want the caesarean, but it's called an elective caesarean because it's not an emergency. So it still might be a situation out of their control and they might not have wanted that you know, that um, procedure, but the medical term is elective. And so even that might not sit right. Um, so it creates yeah. a potential fear. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, and just the impact. And I guess the big thing that I want to say today, I wanted to start with, I guess, yeah. was really it's not about being a snowflake. It's not about being, you know, we're all being easily offended here. Words have power. Yeah. And I think we have to be really mindful of that. Um we need to be mindful of our language because we set up the mindset for something. We set up for how someone perceives their situation based on the words we say. So if we start using these kind of words, failure, 
you know, elective when it when it wasn't someone's choice. Or um, and I've got a few more examples I'll mm, go into mm. later. But you know, if we start using those terms, then we're setting that mindset up for that person, and mm. we have to be mindful of that. So good, Andrew. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and chat some more. I've got a feeling we can all learn something today, Andrea, can't we? No matter how old we are, right? Words yeah. words are powerful. They are. They are. I mean, I I like to think of the example you have here at 98.5 that you do your daily, you know, Bible verses as encouragement and how powerful those words are. And on the top of the hour, on each hour, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. that's Actually, that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. People, I mean, other people like to use mantras and affirmations each day. Um, you know, the words really frame or set the tone for our perception of our situation and uh, mm. they are important. Can change your day. That's right. By a couple of words, either either for good or for not so good, right? Yeah, that's it. And maybe not even just change a day, but it can change. It can be quite life changing. It can, you know, how how you are set up for a uh, difficult situation and the words people use while you're in that situation or a vulnerable time like childbirth yeah. or the early years. People's words can have a massive impact for years to come. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got some other, other examples there? Yeah, so I guess I'm sort of covering some medical terms during childbirth mm. at the moment. I mentioned the failure to progress. So this is, you know, when labour might be slowed down and, and then the term might be that they've failed to progress. So we're moving on to an intervention or an elective caesarean, um, which may not have been someone's choice. Um, there's also the word delivery. How often do you hear that? Oh, yeah, that baby was delivered. Well, pizzas are delivered. <laughs> Women birth. Oh, do you know what? I was just, you said that. I'm, my mind went to pizza. Yeah, uh, well, that's it. It's yeah. the woman that's birthing. It's, it's her putting in the work. Not us midwives, not the doctor. It's the woman that's birthing. Yeah. And it, so, it, it sounds a bit funny and whatever, but the language is important. It does set up the, you know, when we give the power back to the woman as the birthing person, um, that's powerful for her. When we take it away from her and saying that, no, we're delivering your baby, her power is taken away. Mm. So these words are so important. Another one um, in the... You know, when intervention's happening, we um, might say that it's a vacuum extraction or a breach extraction. It's like extracting the baby. You know, it's, again, it's taking the power away. And we don't want to do those things. That sounds scary. Yeah. And I, I know that, wow. you know, this probably applies more to medical and health professionals. But the more that people challenge the language used, or even just being mindful and aware that that language is used, and it's not on them. It doesn't reflect them and, and their efforts. That's important. Do we challenge it though, or do we just kind of just roll on and just what does that mean? Yeah, I don't accept think it. we do challenge it. I think we accept it, and and we need to challenge it because we need we need you know women in this situation to have the power and and to um, yeah have a great experience. Mm. Gotta say, I was I'd be freaking out if I was hearing uh, a vacuum extraction while I was standing there waiting for my wife to have a baby. Yeah. Sounds pretty scary, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. as we're talking about the power of words. Yeah, a lot of it is is quite scary language. Mm. Um, I think more so once the baby is born, a lot of the language used is more sort of guilt-inducing rather than fear-inducing, and 
that can be quite problematic as well. So one term that we often hear with babies who maybe aren't putting on weight for whatever reason is failure to thrive. And again, that term failure, you know. Straight away. Straight away. Yeah. It's not, you know, like... I don't know. I don't know what an alternative could be, but certainly something without failure. I'm sure we can come up with. Yeah. Um, and again, like bre- when it comes to breastfeeding, another term, breast refusal. Um, again, it sounds like, oh, well, do we really need to worry about that? But when you've got a mum who's putting everything into trying to breastfeed and her baby is going through a little bit of a fussy phase and not wanting the breast, to say that your baby's refusing, um, it can, you know, it can. It's not the best choice of words. Yeah, okay. So these are some of the terms that we hear um, and it would be amazing if people did start to question or at least take on board that, you know, it, it is kind of a medical thing. All of these things have come along with the medicalization of childhood and the medicalization of parenting. Um, you know, we've come up with these sorts of terms that aren't particularly helpful. Do you put new mums at ease by taking them? This must put a lot of mums at ease, hearing hearing you explain all of these different um, words that are potentially quite fearful. Yeah, I think so. I think when you become aware of it, it is much easier to realise that, um, you know, yeah, it's not a reflection of anything you've done in a certain situation that these terms are out there. Um yeah, I wanted to share mm. an example from okay. a TikTok. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned that off air, so I'm curious to know about this this TikTok video. Yeah, so one of the mums in my group shared mm. a, like a screen grab of a TikTok where uh, a sleep consultant had um, put up a sign, like she was had a frowny face and was holding up a sign saying, guilty, allowed baby to sleep for 13 minutes of the car in the car, nap time ruined. Or It was something along those lines, yeah. exactly. Um, And I just thought, oh, my gosh, here we go again with the language, you know, guilty, Um, you know, like, yeah, ruined nap time and and all of this sort of thing that, again, like it just makes mums feel rubbish Mm. and you know, they're a baby, like is nap time ever ruined? I think, you know, we, again, we just have to be so mindful, particularly those of us working in this space to be mindful of our language. Mm, I think we can all be reminded of that and the power of our words. Uh, we are out of time, but really appreciate you coming in, Andrea. Are you, are you on the whole TikTok thing? Are you on TikTok? Or no? I'm not actually. <laughs> no, neither am I. No, I'm just looking at producer Beck. Are you on TikTok, Beck? No, I actually don't get it. You know what? I don't think I need TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's, it's interesting. We need to be careful how what words we use, but also what we post as well, particularly on, on social media. Hey? Yeah, that's right. Good on you, Andrea. Nice having a chat with you. We'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Great, thanks. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.